rainmakers, rock stars, gorillas, and gurus. WebmasterRadio.fm. Come visit our magical Webmaster Wonderland. We got a mouse, too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Grab onto the wheel. Fasten your seatbelts. And step on the gas. WebmasterRadio.fm is going to take you on the ride of your life. You've just stepped off the curb into Rush Rush Hour. hour. Your Rush Hour hosts, Neil and Cameron, will take you on a fast-paced adventure through the high-tech metropolis known as social media, blogs, social networks, bookmarking, and more. Around every corner are the tools you'll need for marketing through the social web. Now, the light is green, but stay right where you are because you're in Rush Hour. Good afternoon. Today is Wednesday, May 2nd, and this is the 11th episode of Rush Hour. I'm Carolyn Shelby, and with me is Cameron Oltius. Neil Patel is not joining us today. There's a lot to talk about today. You guys just got back from AdTech. You wrote a great article that's up on Search Engine Land about mini sites. But the big news, the big news lately is Dig. What is up with Dig, Cameron? (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely the big news. Um, For those of you that are somehow missing an action, didn't didn't see what went on last night. Anyways, the it looks like the community pretty much took over Dig last night. Um, so the story, the background is there was somebody posted and some kind of encryption key for the HD DVD. I think it was so that they could could uh, crack that code and maybe watch them on their Linux computers or something like that. Anyways, the story got it was extremely popular. It got like sixteen thousand digs or something, which is like a massive amount of digs for. For any story on dig, that's like unheard of. You know, like average is like probably like a thousand digs a story or whatever. So this was extremely popular. So, anyways, dig uh, they pulled the story because they got a cease and desist from. I think they did they get it from the IRAA or from HD DVD. But anyways, what they did is they pulled the story and they banned the user that submitted the story. And once that happened, pretty much all hell broke loose, and the the community just basically revolted against dig and. You know, before you knew it, every single story on the home page was some, like, it, it was like people posting the numbers or some kind of funny thing like, hey, aliens just beamed down from space and the magic number is this or something. So, you know, it was pretty funny. And I actually sat there and watched it for like two hours while these, I mean, these stories just completely took over the home page. They took over the upcoming page. The users were, they were pretty much like digging down any story that wasn't related to this and only digging stories to the home page that were related to it. And Dig, I mean, they eventually just stopped letting people submit and stopped moving stories to the home page. They started deleting comments, but they couldn't keep up with all the stories, so they were there. And then finally, uh, later that night, Kevin Rose actually posted a story on his blog, and they basically gave in. And I guess the, it was a kind of a victory for the Dig community because he basically made a post on his blog saying that, you know, hey, we we got to cease and desist to take this down, but obviously this doesn't sit well with you guys. And if that's the case, then we're going to, you know, we'd rather go down fighting than, you know, lose our community. So, I mean, it was pretty interesting. Were you, were you like on last, online last night and watching the whole thing? Yeah, I was watching it. And it, the thing that struck me is that my first thought was, oh my God, the inmates are running the asylum because you've got, I mean, they're all a bunch of hormonal 14 year olds basically. And, they're they're not thinking with the business's best interest at heart, and Dig is ultimately a business, and they've got people that gave them money 
that they're responsible to, and they can't go, they, if they got a cease and desist, they had to act on it. And it's just, it's like kids, they're, they're breaking their toy, and they're going to be upset when it completely breaks and it's useless, and they can't replace it because there's not going to be anyone to step in and provide a new venue for them to do their thing. And it, it's been interesting, and it's really been the most interesting thing, I think, has been the commentary and all the discussion today all over. Um, I got um, uh, just an online minute from Media Post at about noon today, and I know a bunch of the bloggers that I read a lot have all discussed it at great length. But the comments pretty much seem to be that, you know, they're, they're a mob. It's, it's not a crowd. It's not a user community. It's a mob, and they the mob turned on them, and they capitulated, and... I just, the whole thing was was really interesting. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it was pretty much a, a full-on riot. And I can kind of see both sides of the story, because from the user, user, user side of the story, I mean, without them, DIG would not be where it is today. I mean, the whole, you know, the whole model of DIG is based around the users and the participation from the users, the submissions from the users, the content from the users, things like that. And apparently people, like, even dug into the story and figured that actually posting those numbers isn't even illegal. But at the same time, I agree with you where, you know, I mean, DIG still, bottom line, it still is a business and it still does need to be run like a business. So I can definitely see both sides of the angle. But I I do think it was, you know, I think the users, you know, I mean, they kind of showed that they were in control last night. And then I think it was very uh, what Kevin Rose did. And when he came on and, and you know, kind of said the things that he said in his blog post, I think that that was, a, you know, very well done on his part, I think. You know, I mean, that was pretty much his only option, I think. Otherwise, I just, I, I mean, it's hard to say what would happen, you, you know, if he wouldn't have come on and said that. If he would have said, you know, something like, hey, we don't really care what you guys say or whatever. This is the law, and we're going to uphold it. So you guys, you know, I mean, I can't even imagine what the users would have done if that was the case. So I think from both sides of the the story, it was, or from both sides of it, it was handled very well. I mean, yeah, the users probably went a little bit overboard, but, I, I mean, I can definitely see both sides of the story from this because without them, Dig is definitely not Dig. So. I think the way he handled it was the best. It was absolutely the right way to handle that kind of crowd because what he did was he endeared himself to them. I, I think he, he improved the bond that they have, the emotional bond that they have with the brand. So in terms of cementing and, and perhaps repairing any damage or erosion that may have been occurring in the user base. I think he saved that. Um, my concern, though, is that if advertisers and the deep pocket corporate people realize that the admins and the people who run it aren't actually running it, that some of the money might dry up. And without the advertisers, you know, yeah, the content's great, and yeah, the traffic's great, but you need the advertisers to keep the business going. Yeah, that's true, but you also need the users to get the advertisers. So it's kind of like the the whole chicken and the egg thing. I mean, if the users aren't there, they're going to lose all the advertisers anyway. So, I mean, it's either, you know, lose this one advertiser or pretty much lose them all. Because, like I said, I mean, who who really knows what would have happened? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely well done by Kevin. I mean, he pretty much just, you know, raised the flag. And it was funny because in his post, he actually, like, in his post title, he actually posted the, the number that was, like, the whole issue and things like that. So, I mean, he obviously took a stand and... You know, he's going to remain the hero of Dig that he's always been, and, you know, he can go on being the little fanboy and everything else like that. So, I don't know. It was pretty, definitely very interesting, and, 
you know, I, I think that everybody that was on the sidelines watching, uh, you know, I'm sure learned a lot from it. I know. I know I did. Now, I have a question for you. And it, prior to this happening, there had been a lot of posts about um, the, the top diggers leaving and the erosion of the user base and the quality of the of the submissions going down. And basically, people were, were pronouncing dig to be in its death throes. So if... If it is on the decline and it's on its way out and no longer, you know, the happening place to be, what else is there? I mean, where are they going to go? Is there something that's going to, if for, if for some reason it's knocked out of its position of power, is is there another service that's already there ready to step up and, and be the, the its service? Or are we, are we still waiting for that to emerge? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, there's definitely services out there. I don't think any of them quite are on the same level as Dig. I mean, there's obviously, like, the Reddit, the Delicious, and the Netscape, and I think either of those would be ready to step up. I mean, again, they're not really the same thing as Dig, but I think they could probably fill the shoes if the users, you know, had to go somewhere else. So well, the uh, people know, are know. saying that the, the top users are leaving already. Where are they going? I mean, does anyone know? Is, is it just speculation that they're leaving? You know what? I think... It is speculation, but I'm not quite sure because I've kind of noticed the same things that other people have where, you know, I think where most people are basing this off is a lot of the top users left when they, you know, stopped counting the uh, or when they took off the top user list. I think that kind of upset quite a few people that have worked really hard to get on the top user list, so I think people left there. And I think the other people, or the other thing that people are judging it off is you know, how there's that little kind of the friends icon there on the upper right-hand corner where it shows how many stories your friends have submitted and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that number has been going down steadily for the last few months. Like, I've noticed it myself, and a lot of times I think that. I'm like, wow, I wonder if, you know, if Dig is kind of losing its appeal and people are, you know, just don't see the vanity in, vanity in it anymore and they're moving on or what. But at the same time, you know, I think that their traffic trends have and their user base has continued to grow. So, you know, I'm not sure that Dig is dying or anything like that. I think it's still very healthy. I think, yeah, they pissed off a lot of their top users and things and they left, but I still think that they're they're doing fine and they're still healthy from, you know, from my opinion. I I have to, I just started playing with Dig really um, in the last couple of weeks and actually um, I had my very first story go to the front page last week. So that was an exciting little adventure for me. And I, I know when I told you about it, I originally said, oh, you smoked the dig crack, now you're going to be addicted. And it was really, it was an exciting afternoon. I was so happy about it. You know, I was telling people at work, and everyone's looking at me like they had no clue what I was talking about. And I was really happy when I went to go get my nails done. And I told the girl who does my toes that, you know, I had a story make the front page of dig, and I was all excited. And she went, oh, my God, you did not. And I said, oh, my God, you know what dig is? So <laughs> nobody else in the universe knows, but the girl who does my toes does. So, I mean, I think when you're getting that, when I can run into somebody at the grocery store or something that knows what I'm talking about, then I'm like, oh, my God, it's going mainstream. This is, this is terrific. So I don't think, I don't know enough about it to make a judgment call one way or the other about whether or not it's on the decline, but I do know that from my one little experience with the excitement of having something go to the front page that, it it is like crack and it is a lot of fun and you know I hope it's I hope it's not on the decline because I I think it it was a it was a cool experience for me. Yeah, it's it's definitely a great experience, especially your first time. You know, I still remember my first time getting on. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I just sat there and watched my traffic stats and I was just like, wow, I cannot believe what's going on. My traffic kind of- stats. My my blog, 
my, my poor pathetic little blog had from from the time I started it last what November October something like that till April twenty fifth I had had eleven thousand visits in the twenty four hours following the story going to the front page I had twenty three thousand hits <laughs> I mean it was just it was insanity um, I'm just I'm really happy I didn't get kicked off my my poor shared web host because my site was down for like three hours oh um, was it really. Yeah, now Brent um, from Weird Asian News, he's with, he was with the same host that I was with. He had a, one or two stories go to the front page within, I want to say it was on the same day, and he had so much traffic come in that they kicked him off completely. So as soon as I got the, the, the clue that maybe this was going to be big, I sent them off a warning email, and I said, hey, watch out for the traffic spike because it's coming. And... Um, and they were totally cool the whole afternoon. They were emailing me back and forth and, and giving me updates on what was going on and telling me how the server was handling things. And they were really cooperative and nice. And they even offered to um, to make some special modifications to my account to help weather a storm if it if it happens again. So I was I mean I was really happy with with the hosts that I have. I mean I know they're not set up to handle that kind of traffic, but um, it, it, I thought it was a good experience. I'm I'm just glad it didn't go poorly like it did for poor Brent. Yeah, definitely. But that's a very stand-up thing for your hosting account to do. I mean, you know what's funny is we have we've gotten like several of our clients and things on the Dig homepage, and every time before they're about to go, we'll like always send them warning. You know, like hey, just to let you know you're about to get on Dig and this is going to do a number on your server. And they always come back, oh no, don't worry about it. We got a couple of dedicated servers. We can handle mass amounts of traffic. Blah blah blah. And they we're like, all right, just you know, we warned you guys. You know, whatever. And sure enough, every time they get on Dig, their their servers crash. So I mean, that's. That's definitely, you know, pretty funny, and it's a pretty common thing. You know, I mean, there's not many sites that can that can get on the homepage and weather that storm. Yeah, and and I never I never at all expected my little you know fifteen dollar a month shared hosting thing to to survive that kind of thing. And but as soon as um Tamara actually submitted the story, and I I, I didn't even ask anyone to. She submitted it and, and let me know that it was submitted. It's like oh okay. And based on the headline that I wrote, I knew I knew it had some potential just because it was the kind of thing that I thought would get some interest. I, I used their little user submit or user trouble report thing, and one of the one of the options for severity is, oh my God, people are dying. You have to read this. So I selected that one, and I said, um, you know, and and I basically what I what I just said, I just found out about this. It's got potential. Be forewarned. And then from there on out, they were I mean they were all over it, and they were great. Um, actually, I think we're going to take a break right now, so I will talk to you in a couple minutes. Rush Hour will be speeding right back after these commercial messages. Hang on. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. 
Now, experience the future of web design and development with a whole new level of efficiency, expressiveness, and simplified workflow. Introducing Studio 8, a compilation of the latest releases from Dreamweaver, Flash Professional, Fireworks, Contribute, and Flash Paper. Sure to inspire you to create superior online video sites and mobile content. And now, through this exclusive WebmasterRadio.fm offer, listeners can save a whopping $100 off Studio 8. Visit the online store at Adobe.com or contact Adobe Customer Services and provide promo code Webmaster Radio in order to receive your discount. Studio 8, your way to create. Mr. Scott, I can't get any more information onto our website. I'm doing the best I can, Captain. There's no more room on the server. It's gonna blow. Evaluation, Mr. Spock. The logical answer is Lunar Pages. Reputation, reliability, and legendary 24-7 support makes Lunar Pages the host to cling on to. Did you say cling on? Aye, Captain. Sign up at LunarPages.com and get $700 off coffee cup software absolutely free. If you call, they will answer. Lunar Pages it is. Beam us aboard, Mr. For out-of-this-world web hosting, Lunar Rocks. Sign up for web hosting with LunarPages.com and use coupon code LUNATICS to get $28 off. Captain's Log, Stardate 8130.3. Starship Enterprise on training mission to Gamma Hydra, Section 14. Identify for retina scan. It's Monty Khan. Khan, you've got Genesis. But you don't have me. You are going to kill me, Khan. You're going to have to come down here. The masses are starting to get online and get their identities and find new ways to make money in the marketplace, and I think they're all aiming their guns. You have a tendency to express ideas in military terms, Mr. Khan. This is a social occasion. Well, they are party animals. They do throw uh, some of the best parties in our industry, that's for sure. Evaluation, Mr. Spock. Crude methods, but effective. We posted our booth up next to uh, a booth that's giving away beer. How appropriate that is for you guys, huh? Hey, I've taken care of everything. Now, all you all got to do is just relax. Doctor's orders. If I don't see you next week, I'll see you in two weeks from now. Same time, same place. Khan, how do we know you'll keep your word? I promise you. Be the master of your domain. Don't incur the wrath of Khan. Listen to Domain Masters, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome to the Webmaster Institute for Financial Advancement, webmasterradio.fm. It's like radio with a Ph.D. Webmasterradio.fm, we're everywhere. Slam on your brakes. You've just reached your final destination. Rush Hour on webmasterradio.fm. Now, back to your Rush Hour hosts, Neil and Cameron. All righty. Um, you know, I was thinking. Everybody's talking about Dig, right? So mm-hmm. there's got to be other, other sites that we can exploit. I mean, um, explore. <laughs> uh, to You know, for social. So... You know, talk to me. What you share your wisdom? Exploit is this Neil? Neil, are you there? No, uh, no, it's me. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, so there's lots of other social media uh, sites that we can explore and that we can we as marketers can use to our benefit. 
Um, I think that being in, like, the SEO industry and things like that, a lot of times, like, all the focus is kind of driven towards DIG because DIG drives, I, I think DIG drives the most amount of links for for what it is. You know, you get a story that's popular on DIG, and I think it's going to drive a lot more a lot more links to the site than any other social site. I mean, a lot of the social sites don't even drive links, and being that we're search marketers, I mean, links are r- really everything to us. So I think that a lot of the people just focus on DIG, but they forget to focus on other social media sites as well that can bring benefit. So, I mean, some of the other ones that are direct, directly related to, like, the SEO industry would be, I would say, Delicious, uh, Reddit, and probably StumbleUpon. I like StumbleUpon. I've, um, I've actually, I get a decent amount of traffic from that. Every now and then, one of my friends will stumble something that I've written, and I, I notice a, a huge uptick in traffic. And it's, it's actually, it's steady. I like it because it's not opening up the fire hose. It's, you know, it's a boost in traffic, but it's slow and steady. And I think, I think I'd prefer the slow and steady over the huge rush from, from Dig. I mean, the last week was fantastic, don't get me wrong, but I don't think I could handle that kind of heart attack once a week or anything like that. I think if I had to choose, I'd, I'd go with something that wasn't quite such a roller coaster. No, I agree with you, but the... The downside to stumble upon is that it does not it does not result in a lot of links like Dick does. Like you though, I like it. You, you know, it drives a slow, steady amount steady amount of traffic. You know, and it, it lasts too. I mean, I still have stories that were stumbled six months ago that I still get you know a hundred stumbles a day or whatever, hundred people per day from stumble upon that come across them. So I mean, it's it's lasting. Whereas like Dig, I mean, it lasts it really lasts like a couple hours for like the full Dig effect. And then after that, it starts to taper down, and within 24 hours later, you know, you're just getting a few clicks here and there from Dig, but it's definitely not like a stumble upon. But I think that just like the stumble upon model, just that, you know, how people are just kind of clicking through and discovering new sites and things like that, they're not really looking for content that they can link to or new stories that they can write about or things like that. So, I mean, it's great in one sense, but it still doesn't have the benefit that Dig does where it's going to get a lot of links to your site. But I think we as marketers need to start thinking outside of what's just best for our Google rankings and things like that. We need to start looking what's, you know, looking beyond what's going to drive the most links to our site, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, but it's definitely good to have in your arsenal. It's, it's just not something that you can focus on exclusively. Now, Delicious, um, I, I'm familiar with Delicious and I use that, but Reddit I've never... I've never actually looked at. I'm sorry to say. Um, what's what? I mean, can you tell me about it? Reddit is a very similar. It's a very similar model to Dig. Actually, the only really the only difference that I can see between the two, or I guess kind of like the big difference between the two, is that with Reddit you kind of vote the story up and down. So let's say you have 40 people vote positively for your story and five people vote negatively the votes will end up at 35. Instead of like dig where people bury, and instead of going against your dig count, it can actually like bury your submission you know, into oblivion where no one can see it. So that's what, like really one of the things that I like about Reddit is that you know it's a lot harder to get stories buried in things just because of the, the way the vote count works. I've also heard that a lot of people actually like the content that comes from Reddit a lot better than dig. They think that the content is better, it's more valuable, you know, whereas they think that Dig, a lot of it is, you know, I've heard a lot of people, you know, say that it's getting overrun by kind of the same content over and over. Everybody's talking about Apple and Bootnew, Linux, 
you know, things like that. Whereas Reddit has more of a wide variety of kind of interesting new topics that come up. Come up. So I would definitely recommend that you play around with it. You know, I actually think that you would like it. I've heard several people say that they actually like it better than Dig. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Um, people in the chat room are saying stuff like, you know, Reddit's hard to hard to game, whereas I guess, you know, Dig is not. <laughs> um, so I think I, I definitely will go take a look at that. Um, have you... You know, and I'm not even, I would imagine this counts, but I haven't heard anybody mention um, FARC. Have you ever tried to use FARC for anything? Um, yeah, I have used FARC actually quite a bit. The difference between FARC, though, and the other sites is FARC is more editorial-driven, whereas the other ones are most, more socially driven. Okay. So FARC, I, I believe the way FARC, I don't know for sure how it works, but I believe that stories kind of go into like a queue where they have a handful of editors that will you know, take a look at the stories and then let them out? From what I understand, um, when things first get submitted, they go on to TotalFark, and TotalFark is um, a subscription-driven site. Right. People people pay to be members. I, I have a friend who's a member, and he submitted, he actually submitted the story that um, I had go get dug last week to FARC, and it got red-lighted on FARC because the headline wasn't snarky enough. And had I known that I was writing for FARC, I would have written a much more titillating title. Um, but, I mean, I didn't realize that it, from what I understand, it's just, it's the people there that are that pay to be on Total Fark that decide what gets promoted up to regular Fark. But I, I could, believe the way it works mistaken. is they, I think they do have some say, but I think it still goes through an editorial process before. Um, maybe somebody in the chat room can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I believe that's the way it works, is that once it, it's like it goes into Total Fark to begin with, which is, like you said, the subscription model where people pay to be members. And then I think based on the how the how it gains traction there, I still believe that it goes through an editorial process. Mm-hmm. And then the, yeah, I mean, Brent's saying in the chat room that the admins manually move things to the front page. But it, Fark does drive a lot of traffic. I mean, they've got a huge, huge, huge user base. You know, it drives a lot more traffic than a lot of the other sites. But I think we're... I think, again, you know, it's just the lack of, like, the, I guess, the social aspects of the site that kind of, you know, keep marketers away from it, I would say. Okay. Just because, you know, like you said, you know, people can kind of somewhat game, dig, delicious, you know, Netscape, definitely. They can somewhat game those sites where these ones actually have to go through, like, an editorial process first, so it's a little bit harder to, to use. But, yeah, I mean, it can, it can definitely drive huge amounts of traffic. It's a very popular site. But it's more, I think it's more humor-related than the other ones are. Well, I mean, the content actually doesn't have to be humor-related because a few stories that I've had go that did well on FARC were from my city guide site, and they were completely dry stories that I got from the University Newswire. And the difference between what went up on my site and, what, and the way it got submitted to FARC was that we wrote these just really completely onion-like headlines for them. Um, I think one of the articles was a tech article on um, some students at the university came up with what was effectively a, a tricorder that you could, it was a remote control handheld thing that you could use to scan, like do little hand scan MRI type deals. Maybe it wasn't MRI, but basically you, you held it up to something and it told you what it was made out of, just like on Star Trek. So we wrote this really nerdy, trekky title and it did really well on FARC. So I don't think that same kind of dry story, though, no matter how nice the title was, would have gone anywhere on Dig. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with you. And Chris uh, Chris Winfield actually makes a good point in the chat room. He says that a, 
a lot of times when something pops on Dig, it's going to make FARC. And that's actually true for a lot of the social media sites. If something pops on Dig, there's a trickle-down effect that actually, you know, you'll get popular on, a lot of times the story will get popular on Delicious as well. It'll get popular on StumbleUpon. It'll get popular on Reddit. So it kind of filters down through through all the other sites just because I think a lot of the people that are, let's say, like power users on those sites kind of watch Dig and try and grab the good content that comes from there so they can build up their power accounts on these other ones. Like I know a lot of times, like I have a pretty powerful StumbleUpon account. I know a lot of times I've watched kind of for stories that are gaining traction on Dig and I'll submit them on StumbleUpon just because I know that it's the kind of the stuff that the users are looking for. Mm-hmm. So it'll gain traction there as well. So that was definitely a great point that, you know, when something pops on Dig, it's definitely going to trickle down and kind of, you know, go through all the other social media sites as well. Well, here's a question. Do the other sites have the same you can only submit it once type of deal that the way Dig checks? Like, you know, you can't use a story because it's already been submitted. So if they if they do, and here's where I'm going with this, if they do, is it better to wait until your story does pop on Dig or until you think at least its popularity is cresting before you submit it to these other places? Because is is it going to be, is it going to help you to submit it early or is it going to hurt you to submit it early? Um, it's definitely not going to hurt you to submit it early. Like if I'm doing the submissions myself, a lot of times I will go through and, and kind of do them all at the same time. But I know that a lot of people don't because, I mean, a lot of people don't have kind of the same interests in using these sites as we as marketers do. You know, they're just, you know, in it because because of the love for it or, you know, whatever it is that they're in for it. So they'll just kind of focus on on one. And so once a site gets popular on Dig, they'll kind of grab that and submit it to the other ones as well. But, yeah, I mean, it definitely doesn't hurt to submit to all of them at once. Um, I mean, there's definitely not really any downside to it. I guess the only downside to be was if it's going to flop on one, there's probably a good chance that it's going to, or at least a better chance anyway, that it's going to flop on all of them. Okay. But, I mean, we've actually had, like, a lot of stories and things like that that will flop on Dig, but they'll do really, really well on StumbleUpon or really, really well on Reddit or Netscape or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, there's definitely no downside to submitting to all of them at, at the same time, all the different social sites. Okay, well, that's, that's good to know. So we've covered... Covered Dig ad nauseum. We've covered Reddit and Stumble Upon, and we talked a little bit about FARC. Are there any other any other sites that you know we should be aware of that you can think of? Um, yeah, I mean, there's MySpace and YouTube are another ones that come to mind. I mean, they definitely don't. They're definitely different in the way like the models work. They don't directly drive a lot of traffic to your site or directly result in a lot of links to your site. Instead, it's a lot of it's more about like mind share and kind of creating brand awareness through those sites. So they're definitely, they can definitely, if leveraged properly, they can be very effective and kind of a great way to get in front of like your target audience or MySpace, even kind of somewhat connect with your, with your audience. And, you know, because that's where a lot of the kids are hanging out these days. So it's a great place for a company to go on there and kind of, you know, communicate with their with their, with their core you know, constituency or whatever it is. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, let's talk more about the MySpace and the YouTube stuff. Okay. Cool. All right. I'll talk to you in a minute. Rush hour will be speeding right back after these commercial messages. Hang on. One traffic. 
For results without hassle, look no further than Search Ad Network. Focused on your core goals, our dedicated account management team will drive your online sales, increase brand recognition, and generate leads for offline sales through expert search engine marketing and technology. In addition, Search Ad Network offers free click fraud detection and API access into all major engines to ensure your business reaches their desired ROI. Visit searchadnetwork.com today to experience true profit through performance. Marketing payouts lacking green, leaving you seeing red? Get your business in the black with NeverBlueAds.com. Sign up with NeverBlueAds.com today and earn an additional $200 for the first $200 generated. Get ready to flash those pearly whites with unique campaigns, real-time stats, great personal service, and high payouts on time every month from NeverBlueAds.com. Results for advertisers, income for affiliates, everybody wins with a better marketing experience from NeverBlueAds.com. Generating buzz for your company is essential and now easier than ever with Paper Post, the consumer-generated advertising network. Our powerful network of bloggers at Paper Post will creatively expose your product or service through original link-generated ads and embedding video or audio on their sites. Launch your viral marketing campaigns with confidence and enjoy increased traffic with higher conversion rates only through Paper Post. Visit PaperPost.com and join the revolution. It's a little pet peeve of mine, right? Go on the web and somebody writes up about me and they put web gorilla, as in the monkey. Not gorilla, like, you know, warfare, terrorist. We're gonna do the monkey. Hi, this is Greg Bozo. Do the monkey. A.K.A. Monkey Boy. Monkey, monkey. Sometimes I get a little pissy. But I gotta tell you, dude, he made you look like a good chip. He did. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're confusing me. Monkeypicks.co.uk. Funny bastard, isn't he? Damn. I swear to God, if you play that promo one more time, <laughs> I'm publishing the photo. How much is that gorilla in the window? Don't get caught in a web of confusion. Learn the ropes on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Slam on your brakes. You've just reached your final destination. Rush Hour on webmasterradio.fm. Now, back to your Rush Hour hosts, Neil and Cameron. Alrighty. Hey, so before the break, you were gonna, you were t- starting to talk about MySpace and um, YouTube. So, um, MySpace, you're, you were telling me is the best place to get in front of your uh, your core constituency if they happen to be the kind that hang out there. Um, you know, what else is there? What else is there to do besides build brand awareness and perhaps you know relationship build with your customers? Um, well, another thing you can do is, I mean, you can drive traffic to your site. But it's definitely not on the same level that, like, one of these social social news sites is, you know. And I, again, a lot of it comes down to like what your what your overall goals are for your marketing campaigns and things like that. You know, I mean, again, being that we're you know SEO, search marketers, whatever, a lot of times our goals, our focus is going to be what's going to drive the most links to our site, right? Right. And for something like that. Uh, MySpace or YouTube is definitely not the right way to go. But for like marketing in general and things like that, 
I mean, they're great, just great places to kind of connect with your consumers and build brand awareness. And, you know, I mean, you can, you can do a lot of fun things through MySpace. I mean, there's a lot of, like, opportunities with, like, widgets and things like that to get people to place, like, your widgets on their MySpace profiles or things like that. Um, once you build up a huge friends list, you can send them, like, you can send them, like, blast, like, it's a, you know, like, message blast through the, the MySpace messaging service and things like that. Okay. Well, you know, and I hear, like, on some of the radio stations I listen to, I know that they, they all use MySpace a lot because the evening programs, that's all they talk about is go see MySpace, go see MySpace, go see the video I put up on MySpace. You know, so I know, I know places like that are leveraging it. Does that work for all businesses? Are there certain kinds of businesses that do better with that than others? No, definitely does not work for all businesses. Like, definitely not. Like, I think the, I think where a business is going to have the most success if it's a, a brand that has like a lot of evangelists or like can really kind of make a connection with like a consumer. Like, it's really popular for like music artists or movies or like apparel brands, clothing brands, um, any kind of like brand that's almost perceived as like cool by the, like the younger generation, like that stuff where definitely there's opportunities on MySpace. But, you know, like you're boring stagnant brands like debt consolidation or payday loans or anything like that. I mean, that's definitely not going not gonna to really float on MySpace. Where could they go? Where can they go? Yeah, if you let's say that you're stuck with a stodgy old brand, what you know, what are your options? Um, well, I like you mentioned earlier in the post, like my article on Search Engine Land. Mm-hmm. I think for a, a good opportunity for those people is mini sites, and then kind of spread those virally, just because people, you know, I mean, when people think of a brand like a payday loan company or some kind of a finance company. They think, you know, kind of boring, stagnant. They don't really want anything to do with it. They don't want to be pushed marketing messages and things like that. So I think you kind of have to distance yourself a little bit from the brand in order for it to, in order for it to, you know, get viral and spread through some of these sites. I think there's a lot of opportunities actually for, like, YouTube videos, uh, mashups, creating, like, tools, and even some kind of content pieces. Like we've actually had quite a bit of success. We've we've done some work for some financial companies. We've actually had quite a bit of success on Dig with them. We'll write articles like 101 things that you know that your mom never taught you about finances, or 101 things that you didn't learn in college about finances, or things like that. Like informative articles about what people can do with money and stuff like that. I mean, that's definitely one way that they can go. But but having a brand like that, I mean, your opportunities are definitely definitely going to be limited on what you can do. There's still stuff you can do, but not to the extent that these other brands that are perceived as cool and that people actually kind of want something to do with. You you know, those have a lot more chance of going viral than something that's boring. Okay. Now, you mentioned YouTube. I you know, I understand that you can post videos to YouTube and I've looked at I've looked at them before. Um <laughs> listen to me. I sound like my grandma. Um I've looked at that internet thing. Um <laughs> How exactly is the best way to promote the stuff that you put up on YouTube? Um, the best the best way to promote it is yeah. to just create really good content that people are going to find interesting. Do they but just sort of randomly that, find it, or what's that? How, how do they find it? Well, aside from that, there's there's definitely other things you can do. Like you can build like like similar to Dig, where you can have power accounts. You can actually 
kind of build power accounts on YouTube where you can actually get like a pretty big audience of people that subscribe to your content and things like that. But I think another I think another really good avenue that I don't see a lot of people talk about with videos on YouTube and stuff is you can actually kind of do like a somewhat of like a mini PR campaign with bloggers and things like that. Like find find people find sites or bloggers that are relevant to the kind of video or whatever it is that you want to do and then, you know, send a little message to them, hey, you know, check out this video, you know, we'll think it you know, you'll probably think it's funny and your user will think it's funny too, whatever, and then a lot of times they'll post it. You know, I mean, there's a lot of humor sites. Let's say, like, you come up with some kind of a humor humor commercial or something and you put it on YouTube. You can actually use other social media sites to spread that. You can get that on Dig. You can get that, you know, on the FARC or other sites like that. Um, I, a lot of people in the chat room, well, not a lot, okay, one guy, uh, <laughs> suggested using Twitter. I, I was asking you earlier about it. You don't Twitter, do you? Um, no, I kind of, I checked out Twitter when it came out, like, I kind of, I've definitely, like, kept a pulse on it, and, you know, just because I want to get, I want to definitely have, like, an understanding of how to, like, use it if I ever need to use it for, like, marketing purposes and things like that, but personally, no, I don't, I actually don't use Twitter. I happen to be Twittering right now, (laughs) so, um, I've been Twittering during the whole show. Uh, I, I'm starting to kind of like it. At first, I'm like, oh, this is sort of dumb, because... You know, no one really cares what I'm doing. And I noticed that the preponderance of my Twitter's involved, you know, I wonder what I'm going to eat. I wonder where I'm going to go eat. Oh, hey, I just went and ate. Boy, I really need a cookie. So, you know, a lot of them had to do with food. But when I do have something that I need to post and I wanted to, you know, get people to go look at and be aware of right away, it's been nice because I'll say, oh, hey, I just blogged and throw up the URL and then everybody will go look. And that was actually how Tamar found my post that she submitted to Dig last week. So, I mean, I like Twitter. I, you know, I think you should get an account and, you know, be one of my followers, actually. I have an account, but... <laughs> well, you're not one of my friends. I don't know if friends. I want to start getting little messages. Hey, what should I go eat? Oh, I just ate a cookie. It's like things like that. That's just kind of a waste of my time, you know? Well, no, you just you feed it into your, into your instant messenger, and it just pops up a little message, and, you know, you can ignore it or you can look at it. You've got to multitask. Eh, Maybe you're not as ADHD as I am. <laughs> I have, like, 12 million things going on at my screen at once. Yeah, I'm definitely not a multitasker at all, though. I mean, I can't even chew gum and walk at the same time. I, I'm pretty bad when it comes to multitasking. Seriously, like, I cannot... Like, I cannot even type on my computer and talk on the phone at the same time. I'll start thinking about what I'm ty- typing and totally lose track of my conversations and things like that. So I definitely don't need, like, another distraction or anything like that. Oh, oh yeah. See, I'm, like, I'm Captain Distraction. I have to have 50 million things going on at once, and I'm thinking about 400 different things at the same time. Um, speaking of thinking of different things all at the same time, we're going to take one more break, and then I will talk to you in a couple more minutes, okay? Rush Hour will be speeding right back after these commercial messages. Hang on. Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted Fast Click, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BenAsRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with Value Click Media. I've got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details. Value Click Media. 
Attention webmasters, wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp, just click on genienose.com. Install a search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, genienose.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our referral program. Genienose has delivered results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S.com. Are your ads managing you? Tired of click fraud and little or no ROI on your pay-per-click search ads? Take control. Reduce your costs and gain valuable traffic with effective flat fee featured listings on over 245 search engines and web directories from the ISEDN.org, the independent search engine and directory network. Now free yourself from click fraud, bidding, and hassles with low-cost top 10 exposure for less than $4 a month from ISEDN. So visit ISEDN.org today and discover how easy it is maximizing your company's online revenue stream with affordable search engine and directory flat fee ads from the isedn.org searching for the tools and tricks to rake your websites even higher. Well, there's no need to go through a back door when you can climb up on the roof. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Webmasters on the Roof. Direct from Deutschland. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Join the media Donis along with his partner in crime Friday night as they put on their black hats to teach you their SEO secrets. Webmasters on the Roof. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. .fm. The speed of sound. Webmasterradio.fm. The flamethrower. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Slam on your brakes. You've just reached your final destination. Rush hour. On Webmasterradio.fm. Now, back to your rush hour hosts, Neil and Cameron. Okay. I'm not Neil, and Cameron's here. This is Carolyn. And no, we definitely we, need to change that, huh? Yeah, that's okay. We've got a caller. I'm so happy. Brent Satoris is on the line from WeirdAsianNews.com. Brent, you there? Hey, what's up, guys? Girl? Hey, I have not seen you since, like, Vegas. I know. Are you going to SMX? Uh, I want to. I don't know if I'm in trouble with work or not, so we'll see. <laughs> Screw it. Get him to pay for it and quit. <laughs> Uh, Cameron, uh, you're not going either, are you? Um, no, I don't think I'm going to go. Uh, Neil's going for sure, but I didn't get a speaking slot, so I don't think it's a big enough show that I'm going to that it's worth me going if I'm not speaking or anything. Yeah, true. So well, are you going? No, you should go and and be seen. Oh, be I'm going for sure and party. I registered today. Birthday, I'm going to go my for sure. Is that Sunday? If there's only like 500 people going or so, it's like you know a lot of the, like the Bennett. Like, the value for me going to shows like that, like, yeah, don't get me wrong, I love hanging out with the people. I mean, it's, like, seriously, like, almost like a vacation for me. But, like, the real value in it, in order for me to justify it, is I got to be able to, like, go there and at least, like, have some kind of, like, you know, biz dev stuff going on where I can, you know, network with potential clients and things like that. And being that it's going to be such a small show, I'm just not sure that it's, you know, going to be All worth, right. worth it. Cam, one, I mean, for me, it's, it's one-on-one session with uh, Matt Cutts. One-on-one session with Greg Bozer and Todd Friesen, and then they have this big-time social media guy that's going to be speaking there. Um, 
and a shitload of uh, networking. I mean, it's it's going to be a great show. Who's the big time social media guy? Oh, some Neil guy. I don't know. <laughs> that Neil guy isn't he like twelve? Oh, I know. Seashell, <laughs> <laughs> have you met that fourteen-year-old kid? What's it, what's his what? name again? Um, Which one? His name is Harrison. Harrison, that's right. Yeah. I don't he think pretty I much puts Neil to shame. Like, yeah. no offense to Neil and stuff, but he was at Ad Tech last week, and that's where I had met him, and I guess Neil and him have been talking for weeks. But he's this 14-year-old kid, and he's making, like, 10 grand a month, like, off, like, mar- like he does, like, some kind of MySpace sites and things like that. He does he the MySpace uh, themes and stuff. What he does is he aggregates all the various MySpace themes, and he does those. But apparently he's getting sued by China. Like, he was telling me and uh, Shandy, we were, when uh, I introduced him to Shandy, he was like a little bubbly kid. He's all excited and everything. And uh, he said, guess what, guess what, I'm getting sued by China. And so well, I guess his uh, MySpace days are pretty much numbered. Yeah, I think his MySpace days are definitely numbered, if not even done at this point. But, I mean, the kid's 14. The, what, what, they can't sue him for anything, you know? I mean, you can't really touch anybody that's under 18, can you, unless his parents are somewhat well, involved? they go for the parents well, nowadays. parents. Well, I don't think, I think he's, like, deliberately, like, kept his parents out. Like, from me talking to him, like, he really, like, he almost, like, wants his parents to have nothing to do with it. Like, he was telling me the story about how, like, a lot of, like, the affiliate networks and things have closed down his accounts because he's under 18. And so it's like, why don't you go to your parents, dude? And he's like, no, I don't want my parents to have anything to do with them. I don't want them to have any sort of say in my, the money that I make and all this kind of stuff. So... It doesn't, sure but it doesn't matter. Do. It doesn't matter if he deliberately keeps them out of it or not. They are they are legally they responsible for his actions, and he, they can get sued whether they know about it or not. It is their job to know what he's doing, and people will hold them accountable for what he does. Yeah, but it's going to be hard pressed to sue him anyway. I mean, it's a big gray area with that whole MySpace and, and the spamming thing. I mean, it's all big, really, just for show. I think in the end. No, yeah, they, I mean, they, they want to try to make a make an example of him if they're mad. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, he's a 14-year-old kid, dude. He's 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 a funny kid though, and he's making 10,000 a month. Hats off to the dude. Yeah, he's a very brilliant kid too. I mean, just talking with him, I mean, the kid just blows you away. I mean, he's just so he's really just is really just a smart guy, you know. I could I couldn't even believe it when I was talking to him. I was like, "Wow, you're really 14. That's unbelievable." And it's not a mishap. It's not like he bumped into something that works. I mean, the guy totally knows what he's doing, and he's going to totally jump to the next, you know, the next thing and 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 keep on running. Oh yeah, for sure. I will yeah, definitely was, have to try to try to get introduced next time I'm at a, a conference that he's at. Yeah, you yeah, won't you have to worry. He's he's, a, he's an energetic little dude. <laughs> it was funny because we were at dinner and somebody where there was like a big group of us and somebody comes up to the table. Hey, did you hear about that 14 year old blah blah blah? And Neil is just like you can just see Neil kind of bubbling inside that he's losing like his little you know fame and glory <laughs> or whatever it is. It was pretty it was pretty funny actually. You know, I was like Neil, you're kind of bugged, huh? And he's like, yep. Oh, he's he was, getting old. They're going to put him out to pasture. Yeah, he was walking Neil's around showing young him. guy, the little, you know, whiz kid. Everybody's known Neil since he was like 15 or 16 or whatever, around the same age. And now there's somebody else coming along and he's stealing his thunder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poor Neil. So, Neil, Neil. well, I'm going to try to go to SMX. I really want to. I'm, I'm moderately worried that there's going to be some work stuff that comes up that prevents me from going. But the plan is to go. Cam needs and to go. Cam, I talked Shandy into going. Brian's going now. you got to go. <laughs> Dude, my, my birthday is the Sunday before it starts. Ooh, birthday so party, huh? At least come I'm up actually arriving that Sunday, too. <laughs> Throw a nice little birthday celebration for Seashell. I think there that would go. be fun. <laughs> I could definitely be talked into going, you know. 
it's not hard to twist twist my arm and get me. We'll, to, we'll to twist go to your a conference. arm. <laughs> well, if anything, Cameron, like pretty much everybody's going to be there. So I mean, it's it's definitely going to be fun for the party scene. I, I think uh, I think Webmaster Radio is even doing something. Seattle's nice that time of year too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, it's easy to twist my arm and get me, get me to yeah. go to a conference. Eddie says in the chat room, hell yes, we are. So, yeah, <laughs> Webmaster Radio, I talked to Darren earlier, and he said he was, they were definitely going to do something. So. Oh, yeah, they're going to be cool. live from SMX. Oh, no, no I just asked if I'm going to be 25 again. No, 25 for the first time. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mind. I'll go. We'll see. I think you should go. But, so... I wanted to comment on you guys when you always were talking about the dig thing because it was like one thing about the whole dig thing that really caught me off guard about myself. Well, go for it. That, like, I, it was the first time I ever felt like I really wanted to see something die that I loved. It was like kind of like the mob mentality. I felt like I wanted to run out and loot something. It was crazy. It was like because you know, Cameron, we threw the we threw a post up. You know, I mean, it was like we were actually trying to get on the front page with all this crap and uh, continue to watch it go. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely entertaining. You know, I pretty much just sat back, grabbed a couple of beers, and was watching, and I, you know, enjoyed it. But I, I hear what you're saying. Like, in a way, it's kind of like, almost like, wow, this is pretty cool. It could almost be like the downfall of digging. You know, that'd be kind of exciting to sit here and watch it. I mean, at the same time, I would probably hate to see Dig go because, you know, I like, I like using it a little bit, but I love the traffic that comes from it, so... I mean, oh, for sure. Sort of like a car yeah. crash. You know, you, you, you know you shouldn't look. You know it's not really anything appropriate to be looking at, but you just couldn't tear your eyes away from it, and it was kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. I definitely have kind of like a love-hate with Dig, though. I mean, Another thing you guys should look at, really, is if you're really looking at the social aspect within regards to the link building and some of the other aspects, you really got to look at the foreign language copycats. They got like a Spanish, they got like a French dig out there. And, you know, I've gotten on the Spanish one once or twice, and it gets almost more traffic than dig does. It was, it's ridiculous, and it lasts a lot longer, too. Seriously? Which one is it? Uh, there was one that was like called Me, Me, A Me or something. Like Me, oh. Me, and an A, Me. And uh, I can shoot you links sometime. I don't. I don't know if I have them. I'll try to find one and I'll drop it in there so people can look at it. I know there's that one. Isn't plague? Isn't plague built off some kind of like a Spanish one or something like that? Does anybody plague? Know? Yeah. Plague was originally built in some other language, and I want to say it's Spanish, but I don't completely remember. Jason is saying in the chat room that the site you just mentioned is pronounced um, many a me something like that. You got the link, Jason? I know he's been there. Me and him talked about it before. He just Somebody just dropped the link in the chat room. There you go. If you're in the chat room, it's uh, M-E-N-E-A-M-E dot net. Yeah, I think that's the one that isn't... Isn't that the one that Plague's built off? Does it might know? be. I really don't know the background it on it. You're right. But I it, recognize the name. It is. It's definitely hot. I mean, you know, I was on the... It, it was getting on the front page. It takes like almost 300 votes or something. But once you get there, it, it's definitely good traffic and it's consistent. Nice. We'll definitely have to go in it. I, I mean, you have to do it in Spanish, but I mean, you can use like Alta Vista or you know Babblefish or something and do it a, a lame translation and probably get away with it. <laughs> um, real quick, I know we only have like another minute or two, but we kind of wanted to hear maybe your story, Brent, about how you know you're getting 500. Oh, okay, yeah. Things like that. Yeah. So just give us a quick rundown before we have to... Well, the, the quick rundown is that I, I, I started playing with Dig, you know, a while back, and I started, you know, obviously if nobody's seen my site, it's humor-related, and it's very, very sticky, and people grab into it pretty quick. And uh, 
I was able to get on a lot of social sites at the same time, and I was actually bragging on the uh, Good ROI show that my server had never dropped, and like two days later, I got on Dig twice for two different articles, and Fark for one article, and then Netscape for another article, and they kicked me off the server, and so I ended up going to C's uh, uh, server, which I, I won't say the name because she's nervous, they're going to hate her, but um, basically what happened is is that when I hit the front page of Dig, I'm not only hitting the front page of Dig, but I'm getting picked up, and this is what I'm sure you guys have seen as well, from a lot of the other bigger sites that are writing from what they get off Dig. So, you know, if you don't know it, when you get to the front page of Dig, you get on an RSS feed and you get on a lot of scraper sites instantaneously, and that's where a lot of people will look for good articles to write about. So you can, you can tend to get picked up and, and get on a lot of big traffic sites instantly. So basically I was getting, my server told me I was getting about 500 to 530 hits per second, and they flat out basically told me, like, you should know better. Um, basically we're never going to bring your site up until your traffic's down, which was like, I think it was 26 hours later, and I said, you know, you guys, this is ridiculous. you got to bring my site up. And they were like, no, you're still getting, you know, over 450 hits per second. We're never going to bring it up. You might as well just go somewhere else. And so then I went back to a VPS, which is a virtual private server, and this company pretty much swore up and down, hey, we can handle this. It's not going to be a problem. And I was with them, I think, for like, Three or four hours I was up, and this was actually at AdTech, and I got on the front page of Boing Boing for an article from like three or four months ago, and it dropped my site again, and I was still getting hammered from the uh, Japanese Jeans article on, uh, on Dig still, like four days later. Um, and so pretty much uh, I found the darker side of Dig, you know, as being pretty much a site ender. Um, it ended up taking me going through three different servers and finding a tier one server company that would basically take me on and work with me, and uh, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. I mean, there's a lot more to it in, in the BS aspect, but you know what? Clean. We're probably going to have to, we'll have to have you on another show, and we'll have to talk about this in a lot more depth, but I know that we have to get going because we're bumping up against some other shows. Thank you so much for calling in, Brent. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, I think we're going to hey. wrap it up. Um, thanks, everybody. It was a great show. I'll, I'll talk to you guys next week, okay? Yep, next week. Later. All right, bye-bye.